Well, it was another show of authority from Melbourne United to start round 14. Derek Rucker is here to tell us how he saw that and assess whether the 10 and 9 Kings are still a title threat. Plenty more to a big battle in New Zealand. Tasmania need to defend the island and there's more injury woes for South East Melbourne. Let's get into it. It's Friday, January 5. Round 14 is underway. It was a very nice entree, but the main course is looking pretty meaty as well. Joel Peterson with you, along with Derek Rucker, who's stepping in for Liam Santa Maria this morning. Good to see you, Ruck. JP, what's happening? Our uh, our inaugural uh, NBL Now podcast together. Looking forward to it. Let's get it. We're on the outskirts of one another in this particular program. We float away like ships in the night. We pass each other, and now we get to uh, run into each other in this forum, which is going to be good fun. Uh, last night, the blockbuster, Melbourne and the Kings in Sydney. Uh, it was close early, but Melbourne United did what good teams do, and they really put the foot down in that second quarter. How did you assess that game last night? Well, going into the game, I really thought that the Kings would have a slight advantage, provided that they had all of their personnel. I thought, you know, they weren't great against Cairns in that victory, but I thought they did enough. I thought there was a sentiment of confidence building. But once DJ Hogue went out, well, then I started to rethink it. But then, right before the game tips, we get news that Luke Travers isn't going to play. So I thought, okay, the Kings should have enough emotion, enough desire, enough pride in their home court to put up a really strong performance and be competitive, if not win this game. They didn't capitalize in the first quarter of many opportunities that Melbourne United gave them. Melbourne United didn't really come out to play. The Kings got a nice six, seven point break, but then United got serious in the second quarter. And as you said, I thought that was the decisive moment. It kind of foreshadowed what was to happen later in that game. Where are the Kings at for you, Ruck? Have you? I mean, we see this a lot. Their, their defense has slipped this year. They gave up another hundred last night. Are they still a legitimate title threat? Are you kidding me? You watched the second half. Did it look like any semblance of playoff ready basketball defensively? Not at all. Did it look like any remote semblance of the type of pride in their performance that we've seen over the past two years? zero zilch it just wasn't there and the way they relented when melbourne united decided to show real championship basketball play and commitment to excellence the way the kings just bowed down in front of their fans that was really surprising and alarming jp they're a play-in team at best their teams they're probably playing maybe seventh or eighth best in the league they don't deserve a play-in opportunity like, they're not at that standard. Now, they have enough talent, but they got to play that talent. They got to stop messing around with all these lineup changes, trying to be tricky and play this guy, play this guy. Get your seven best players and play them the most. That's going to give you the best opportunity to win. It sort of leads me into my next question. They've banked enough wins in the early part of the season that they're, you know, they're, they're still in the top four. Do they make the top four, do you think? They've got New Zealand are coming. Uh, there's there's plenty of teams queuing up for those top four spots. Are the Kings going to finish top four when we, when we get to the end of round 20? Their schedule isn't too bad. They have Brisbane this Sunday down in Sydney. You'd think they would take care of that game. However, we remember the last time Brisbane dominated them down there at Kudos Bank Arena and basically kicked the game away, and Sydney wound up winning that one. But if I evaluate 
team by team. And I have this thing I do called quality wins, where every game is taken in its own context. And I judge the quality of that win. By my estimation, the Kings have about four to five quality wins based on your own personal subjectivity. I've got Melbourne United at at least nine quality wins. I've got Illawarra at at least five quality wins. So it gives you some type of idea, relatively speaking, where the Kings have, how they perform this season, and where I kind of project them to finish. It's going to be really tough, JP, for them to hold on to a top six spot. They're going to be a really interesting watch over the back end of the season. They do get a chance to, uh, as you said, bounce back against Brisbane on Sunday. Uh, the Hawks take on Southeast Melbourne tonight. We know that the Hawks are flying at the moment. They're going great guns. Uh, a bit more injury news for Southeast Melbourne, though. No Abdel Nader, no Alan Williams tonight. It makes it very, very tough. Do you think they can sneak a win against the Hawks? Well, we saw them steal one a couple of weeks ago, or weeks ago down in Tasmania. That was an anomaly. That ain't happening tonight. There's a totally different beast they're facing down in Illawarra. And, you know, Illawarra have this, this aura about them now. Their sense of confidence and, and self-esteem has gone through the roof. We know the primary cause of that, Justin Tatum. We've been through that before. We know the impact that he's had on that program. Southeast Melbourne, man, you talk about running over a cat, being snake bitten, all those cliches certainly apply. It's been that way since their entrance into the competition. They can never get a clean runway to take off, Joel. And once again, once again, we see them stricken with the injury bug. They're going to have a tough time keeping this game within 15. And the Hawks have been good against them this season. A Hawks win actually sees them jump Southeast Melbourne tonight on the standings too. So uh, that that charge continues for the Illawarra Hawks. Uh, a fascinating matchup Saturday. So Cairns are, are taking on Tasmania in Tasmania. Um, the Jack Jumpers are sort of sliding a little bit. Cairns are like the weather at the moment. Not even a government department in charge of forecasting what they're going to do can can, can get anywhere remotely close to predicting what the Cairns Taipans are going to do. Um, how does Saturday night between these two play out? And you're right. It's like the Cairns Taipans are like the Queensland weather, unpredictable but yet dangerous. And they can get you. They've got enough time. They've got enough talent. They've got enough high energy. They can just at any moment put it together like we've seen them do twice against Melbourne United. But then they're facing a team that's desperate, a team that's going to be really angry. What's going to win out here? I think Scott Ross men are going to put it together. However, the hard thing to measure is what is going on with Will Magnet and what impact spiritually has that had on the rest of that team? Did the rest of the, the Jack Jumpers guys view him as the piece to winning a championship? And now with his injury, they've kind of taken more of a downtrodden and defeated stance. I don't know, but it seems like a possibility based on how they've been playing. This game's a toss-up. I would say the winner sneaks in by less than seven points. They haven't, uh, again, just a little statistical note on this one. So they've played eight times since Tazzy came into the competition. Cairns are one and three at home, and Tassie are one and three at home in that matchup. So the home team has not fared well when these two sides have met in in recent past. How, how does the Magne? So if, I expect we'll know more about Will Magne today. If he doesn't play, we know that the Taipans have they can go pretty big. They can play Sam Menenga and Sam Wardenberg. 
would they lean into that, do you think, if, if it's basically just Marcus Lee and, and Fabian Krizlovic backing him up? Well, I think Sam Anenga, who's been playing really well over the past month, and Sam Wardenberg, who hasn't been as steady and as stable as Menenga, but still he's a talented guy with good size. We've seen what he's capable of doing in this league. I think he poses, I think those two guys pose bad matchup problems for Tasmania. However, Doyle and Crawford are due to explode. They're too talented. Uh, Crawford was really bad the other day against New Zealand in that home loss. That's not going to continue. Um, those two guys, it's time for them to realize the moment and start to perform to the level that we know they can. Um, look, this is a this is an intriguing matchup. I can't wait for it. Um, I'm sure the Jack Jumpers crowd is going to be amped up to try and guide these guys home. Yeah, absolutely, they will be. The other game Saturday night, uh, a big crowd again, Adelaide and Melbourne. That is uh, top versus bottom, so that completes the Saturday slate. We get to Sunday. We know that Sydney take on Brisbane in the late game, but the early game is one to really watch. This might be the, comp- the clash of the two informed teams in the competition in New Zealand and Perth. It's over in New Zealand. The Breakers on a four-game win streak. The Wildcats on a two-game win streak. They do not like each other, these two franchises. There is plenty of spice in this one. There is, and I'm really looking forward to this one because New Zealand have a lot of pieces to throw at Perth with respect to containing Bryce Cotton. And Bryce Cotton has been on a historical scoring run and performance run, for that matter, over the past six to seven weeks. Can he keep it going? And I believe he's the MVP. In my opinion, Bryce Cotton is the leader right now in the MVP. But the thing is, Perth have started to add some productivity from other areas as well. And we saw in that last road trip, John really expanded his rotation slightly given what he knew the demands of the road trip were including this trip to New Zealand so I think Perth you know they have the sides they have the athleticism but New Zealand at any given moment could have the three best players on the court in any game in PJC in Cheatham and in Anthony Lamb I really rate those guys highly and I still don't think Lamb is up to his best, and we know Cheatham's just returning off of an injury, so his best is yet to come. Um, they're also getting outstanding play from their, from their local players. And once Finn Delaney comes back, I don't see any apparent weaknesses in that team. It's going to be one of those cases where they'll have to be off of their game for the other team to have a chance of beating them. And another variable they've got is uh, they've got a great coach. Modi Mayor made a really good – it was such an interesting dynamic last week when he gave Anthony Lamb an absolute serve in the first quarter and then Lamb came out and dominated the next five or six minutes of the game. So he knows the levers to pull at the right time to get his players going. And with respect to those uh, serves that he dishes out, he's consistent and he doesn't discriminate and he's direct – And you know what I noticed, especially watching New Zealand up close in venue, he's right back there with you. He has his say. He loses his mind, probably for good reason. I don't think he is an irrational coach and a nut. He knows exactly why he's lost his mind. And the proof is in how the players respond. You don't see a lot of back chat. You see those guys going out there and playing harder for him because he's fair He's intelligent, and he's to the point, and he doesn't hold a grudge. 
Absolutely. So so all of those games coming your way across the course of the weekend. Usually on Fridays, Ruck, uh, myself and Liam, we, we give a bit of a weekend headline. Now, you're a late call-up, so I'm not going to throw you into the deep end. What I'm going to do is I'm going to give you two, and I'm going to get you to rate the one that is more likely to okay. be on the back page of a paper after the course of the weekend. So uh, I'll, I'll, I'll start with the Illawarra Southeast Melbourne game. The Hawks are playing some good basketball. They go up against the Phoenix, also a bird-related team. You know, mythical or not, it is a bird-related franchise. Uh, and the Illawarra Hawks, after they have a win tonight, which I'm predicting that they will, they're going to be the birds of play. They're going to be right back in the mix. They're going to jump the Phoenix in the standings, and that is what the Illawarra Mercury is going to run with tomorrow. So that's okay. that's the that's the starter. That's the starter, and then New Zealand versus Perth on Sunday. Again, it's a long trip over there to to New Zealand from from the west, uh, and I'm going chocolate related with with this one. Are you familiar with Kit Kats, Ruck? Of course. All right, New Zealand win. And the headline of uh, the New Zealand Herald on, on Monday is, have a break, have a loss, Cats. <laughs> which, which are you thinking that the, the papers, the mastheads are going to run with? I like the first one a lot, but my, my reaction to the second one, I think, tells it all. Let's go with the second one. Let's go with the Kit Kat reference. I like that. Um, it's going to be an outstanding game. And hopefully you get some type of uh, some type of payout because I just think you've helped the New Zealand sub editors. Yeah, exactly right. I'll uh, I'll take the royalty checks from uh, from the Herald across the course of the weekend. Hey, Rock, enjoy the weekend of hoops. Great to talk with you this morning. Look forward to catching up with you soon. Thanks, Joel. Have a great weekend. And thanks uh, to everyone listening. Have a great weekend of hoops here in the NBL. NBL now. We'll be back with you next week.